Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's episode is with Gabby Wallace. So who is Gabby? Well, when Gabby was young, she wanted to travel the world and achieve world peace. Same here. Uh, These dreams led her to an incredible journey teaching English to students in Japan. As the vision grew, she started Go Natural English to teach English to students around the world. She has taught over 100,000 students since the beginning of her company, and throughout her career, she's visited many countries and met many interesting people along the way. Having big dreams and always looking for the better story has made Wallace's life both exciting and meaningful. Now, today... I'm really excited to have her on, not only just because we're going to talk about her cross-cultural adventures, but also we're going to discuss how to leverage what you're already doing to build your your own online successful business. You know, how to figure out what it is that you want to do and how to find the right vehicle. So I'm excited to have Miss Wallace on the show. Welcome, Gabby. Hey, Ty, I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. <laughs> well, it is your life, and you, you are the author of, of that. So um, why don't you tell me where well, I started? You know, how and why are you the Gabby you are today? Wow, what a question. So I always wanted to travel. I mean, when I was when I was in college, I knew I wanted to travel, but you know, I was I was looking at what I could study and and how I could become a traveler. There was no degree program called Travel the World, right? I mean, that's what everyone would probably study if it was like BA in traveling the world. <laughs> but I always had interest um, to to get to know the world, to get to know different cultures, and I guess that came from. Actually, this is something not a lot of people know. I, I rarely mention it, but, but when I was ten. 
my family and I moved from Minnesota where I was born out to Hawaii and Hawaii is still in the U.S. It's not a different country, but the culture is so radically different from Minnesotan culture. And that really whet my appetite to learn about the world, you know, growing up, um, becoming a, a young adult. So, I mean, long story short, I just wanted to do something where I could travel and work and get to know different cultures um, and, and that's how I became an English teacher. That's how I ended up in Japan, as you mentioned. And, you know, from, from there, that's how I built my business online, which we'll probably talk about more. No, not, that's, um, it's really fascinating to me because I was, uh, I had to take this big gulp here. So I almost <laughs> had an attack on my throat here, but, um, the reason why it's fascinating to me is because my mentor, one of my mentors, she, she's, um, she's also American, but she grew up significantly in Hawaii and she talked about oh. the difference. yeah yeah and she talked about the difference of cultures there and what yeah. we always talk about on the show a lot of times is this idea of being a third culture kid you know the idea of spending your formative period outside of your, your parents culture or just constantly being in between cultures I'm very curious though because you know I know that you, you wanted to achieve world peace yeah why well, did you yeah. <laughs> just that you know yeah just you know just, just make sure the world's peaceful why, why was it such something, why was it something that was so ingrained into you at a young age? Oh man, I just, I hate it when people fight. It's like, mm. it's such a, it's such a, a small thing, but I hate seeing friends fight. I hate seeing family fight. I hate, you know, when people get into fights over, you know, differences uh, that, that really, you know, we shouldn't be getting into disagreements. Over. I, I always wanted to help people to communicate better across cultures because sometimes I, I see like, I mean, okay, let's take it back to fifth grade again, 10 years old. I moved from Minnesota to Hawaii and the kids there, they saw me as different. I was like different color, different background. I wasn't like in their, in their clique. And so I got in a lot of fights just because of that, just because they didn't understand where I was coming from, like literally, or, you know, who I was. And so that kind of marked me like that, that childhood experience just made me think, man, there's got to be a better way. And out of that, I just, I guess it's become kind of my life's mission to help people communicate better. And that's how I became this English as a second language instructor. Cause I think I hope if people can, you know, communicate using English as that global language that it is, then, you know, maybe we can get past some of those um, misunderstandings and like really appreciate different cultures and, and learn from each other, too. And you've been doing this for what, about 10 years? Yeah, I, I remember my first volunteer ESL language teaching experience. I was helping this woman from Argentina I think it was back in 2003 or so. So it's been, it's been over 10 years now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, okay. All right. So tell me about that experience. You, you started doing that and then it, you were exclusively focused in Japan. Um, it's funny because I thought I would go for a career in the United Nations. That was for years. That was my goal. I was studying international studies. And I was like, all I want to do is get a job in the United Nations. That sounds like the coolest thing ever. And it didn't happen. I, I you know, I, I discovered this love of languages and I, by chance, just, you know, I thought it would be cool to volunteer to like tutor 
adults who were learning English in my community. And, and through that, I got to know this lovely woman from Argentina and I, I just enjoyed it. And I thought like, maybe this is something that I could do more of. And then um, it was my father's influence actually that brought me to Japan. Uh, he's not Japanese, <laughs> but he was in the army in like the 50s, 1950s. And he got stationed in Japan and then South Korea. And so I think he wanted to kind of live through me again. And like, he encouraged me to go over there because I think he wanted to go back over there. <laughs> but it, it was a great, it was a really great suggestion or encouragement of his. He found um, a program called the JET program and encouraged me to apply for that. But that's where the opportunity was. And that's kind of where life led me. Wow. Wow. That, that's uh, that's an incredible story. And I, I love, uh, I do I actually do know of the JET program, but yeah, it's funny how you said your dad was trying to yeah. possibly trying to live through you. Something happened. Yeah. Something happened though. Cause he you know, it. he loved well, it over there. I think that rubbed off on me too, because I remember as a kid, like we had art on the walls from Japan and I was like, what is this? This is kind of cool, but I don't know. What is this culture? And so, I mean, just the little things, the little influences that you, you see when you're a kid, you know, can come out in your life in different ways. It's really interesting. Totally. Absolutely. The thing that happened to you that was interesting, though, is you started to create some video tutorials for your students. And then, I don't know what, yeah. 200,000 subscribers? Yeah, I think now it's like 230,000 as of today. Excuse me? Which is pretty cool. I mean, that's like 230,000 uh, 230, subscribers, yeah, and like 12 million views total. Sheesh! Okay, well, well okay, well, then... <laughs> Let's segue into that. How did you, <laughs> did you do it by accident? What was the problem? What was the solution? How, I don't even know. It That's was, incredible. It was, yeah, it was kind of by accident because, oh gosh. Um, so I, I decided to do something kind of outside of my, my work. I was, I was working as an English teacher. So I had these English learner students who, you know, they needed my help. They wanted to become fluent in English and we had class together. My job was to teach them during class time. But then I had this free time where I had to kind of be in the office, but, you know, didn't really know what to do with myself. I don't know if you've ever had a job where you're like, I have to put in my hours. But I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we've all been there. And so I was just thinking, like, what can I do that would be helpful, productive, and maybe, maybe, like, something that would create more opportunities for me. It's not like I made, you know, a hundred videos in the first day. I made one video, you know, April, 2011 was when I started doing this. I made one video. It took me like three days to make one five minute video. Um, and the idea was just to make some resource that would help my students. And I had no clue what that would mean for me, what opportunities that would create for me. But I did have this idea that like, if you create something, if you create um, a resource, maybe uh, it could be audio, it could be text, it could be video, like that thing, you know, it exists outside of me. So, um, you know, while I'm sleeping, my students could be watching that. And so that's kind of um, creation of, of something that, uh, I don't know, it can help people regardless of, of where you are. So, so I thought, okay, this could be something interesting. Um, 
and I was I was going to email this video tutorial to my students. So it was kind of an accident the way I got onto YouTube because I thought, okay, now this video file is too big to email. This is this is not going to work. It's too slow. It's too big. Oh yeah, there's this site called YouTube, and I can just post my video and then share the link. So. I did that. I decided to keep the the settings on public because, I mean, why not? Maybe other people would find it interesting. I actually didn't think that anyone would would watch my videos besides my students, and maybe even my students wouldn't watch them either. Um, but I uploaded to YouTube, sent the link to my students. In you know mid two thousand eleven, it all started there, um, and I just kept at it. It's been what like five over five years now. Wow. Wow. I mean, if that's not a definition of, of, you know, leveraging what you already do and turning that into business, I don't know what is, but that's the thing is whatever you're doing. I mean, that's, that's what I really, I hope to communicate with this conversation and with your listeners is whatever you're doing. It's like, you don't have to go create something entirely new and unique and outside of who you are and what you're doing. Like, Think about how you can leverage what you're already doing. Maybe you're teaching something, or maybe you have expertise, or you've gained some skills doing the job that you're already doing. Or maybe you're like not even doing a job and you're unemployed, but maybe you could teach people how to like find a job or how to be successfully unemployed. I don't know. Like whatever you're doing, just lean into it. Hmm. Well, then a question I'll have for you is: there's a fraction of people that would say, "I don't know what I want to do." Well, where can I get started? How can you build an audience before you're ready? If you really don't know what you want to do, um, one thing that I think is important is to figure out what you're curious about, um, figure out what you would like to learn about. Maybe maybe you're not going to be a teacher, though. I mean, that's that's something, if you're going to teach a skill, if you're going to create tutorials like I do, it helps to have some knowledge, right? I mean, I, I got my master's degree in teaching English as a second language. Um, but a lot of people on, on YouTube, for example, or, you know, podcasters, like, they express their personality and they share entertainment with people. And just by, like, sharing stories and helping people to laugh and, like, think about ideas, that's another thing that maybe that, that comes easy to you. I mean... I, I can't tell anyone what you should do, but I think exploring what you're curious about, even if it's a little thing like, oh, that store looks really interesting. I want to go inside and, you know, maybe you've never been into that store and you discover like it's a really interesting music store or something. I don't know. I'm just using a random example off the top no, of my yeah. mind, but like follow your curiosity. Don't worry about creating this big, perfect thing like just follow your curiosity until it leads you to something that you feel passionate about and you're like oh I could actually start creating something around this um talking about it or helping other people to understand it or whatever it is I couldn't you know I love that because I think following your curiosity is what would ultimately lead you to your passion and then your purpose and a lot of people are not well I wouldn't say brave enough they're afraid to follow that curiosity because they just don't know it's not concrete enough you know for me it was telling stories it was connecting across cultures and it was using media to do that in some way and i didn't think that it would be a podcast initially that would open that i thought i would be it'll be something traditional so i'd have to go to school but i just moved to new york city in the area 
three years ago. And I was like, I've got to figure it out. This is the media capital of the world. But I was following that, whatever I was curious about. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then it led to you just me. Oh, well, I want to try a podcast. Well, I want to try this. I want to try that. And that's what sort of, you know, built several of the platforms because then you can start to leverage that and say, well, this is kind of what I've built. I can turn this into that. But um, totally. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. I think every time that I've been you know, stuck in that, that thought pattern, like you say, you know, I got to figure out what am I going to do? I got to figure it out. Like put a lot of pressure on myself, then it doesn't come. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Another thing as, as we're moving on to the next topic is, I'm very curious about the small steps to reach the world. For those listening, uh, small steps to reach the world is the title of Gabby's TEDx talk. Uh, you know, it, it's garnered over 13,000 views. She did it early this year. So, you know, a lot of people in the comments were really, really impressed with your communication skills and the effectiveness of, of how you, you communicate your point across. Can you tell me a little bit about these small steps to reach the world? Thank you. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm, I'm really proud of being able to do a TEDx talk. And inside the talk, I I show how I went from you know someone who wanted to make a difference and travel and learn about different cultures to being able to do that. And not only um, traveling, but also building a business while I was doing that and um, and still building my business. But the small steps. So. I, you know, from, from tutoring that woman from Argentina and then following my father's suggestion to apply for this, you know, jet program in Japan and then ending up in Japan and feeling bored. Oh, this stinks. I'm really bored. I hate my life. Being like, how can I do something productive and creative and helpful? That was a turning point, right? deciding to be creative mm-hmm. and and doing something with that kind of downtime, that void in my schedule where I was twiddling my thumbs. Um, and, and then just listening and continuing, even when it felt challenging or when I felt like, what am I doing? Who am I to be telling people how to learn English? There's you know, thousands of better English teachers than me. Who am I to do it? Like getting past those uh, thoughts or those voices in my head, like just pushing them aside and be like, no, I'm going to keep doing this. So what if I make a fool of myself? So what if some people in the comments are like, I hate your outfit. Like, who cares? <laughs> Let's just keep doing it. Just keep going. Because I, I believe that I was helping people or that I was, you know, doing something that I could learn from or, you know, something positive would come. Um, so really mindset was a big part of, of these, these small stuff. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. 
And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When I think of the small steps, I think of like every little video that I made. I mean, I don't know how many I've made now, hundreds of videos, but I didn't make them all in one day. And like I said, that first video took me like three days to make. And then when I... When I finally made it, I looked at myself, I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I don't like how I look. How can I possibly share this? But I I didn't think about, oh my gosh, 12 million people are going to watch this. I just thought about, okay, maybe I can help my students, my like eight students. I had a very small classroom and I thought, okay, it's okay to share this with my eight students. So think about like one person or maybe a small group of people who you could reach. And I find that much easier to create when you have a very small group of people in mind versus, oh my God, someday, you know, millions of people are going to see this. And that's a lot of pressure, right? You want to have everything perfect and it's not ever going to be perfect. So I think just thinking about the next smallest step that you could make toward being creative or toward helping people, like maybe you could brainstorm some topics that you want to talk about or brainstorm like what are what are like two or three questions that people ask you a lot you know that's a small thing that you could do maybe it takes you 15 minutes to think about what are people always asking me maybe they're always asking you like oh well what what clothes look good on me maybe you're really good with style and then that's something that you actually could help other people with a lot of times you don't realize what your talents are, right? Because they come easy to you. Maybe like, doesn't everybody know how to dress? Like, no, not everybody knows how to dress, but it comes easy to you, right? So, so that's something that you could help people with. And it's like identifying that that's another, actually kind of a big step, but you got to look for the little clues. So I feel like I'm going off on a tangent, but I don't know. I hope that this is helpful. I hope I'm kind of answering your question. No, no, you are. You are. I mean, it's all, it's, all about the next move. I really like what you said about, um, you know, things that you're inherently good at. What questions do people ask you the most? You know, like, yeah. that's that's a clue. You know, that's like, oh, my goodness. I've got uh, I've got something here. Everybody's always asking me about relationship advice. Everybody's always asking me about yes. the best trip or tips in doing that. How to do that. Yeah. Or, so, like, how did you make that cake? That was delicious, man. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, those little clues. So no, I, I mean I I completely uh, agree with that. So you know each step you take reveals a new horizon. Uh, you have taken the first step today. Now I challenge you to take another. That's something Dan uh, uh, Pointner says. But I think I think I think it's a great point. Now you, you the reason another reason why you're so great you're so multifaceted. So there's so many things to talk to you about. But one thing that you really focus on is inspiring people to create, market, monetize. And make a difference yeah. via online businesses. I'm thinking I am someone that needs help in this. I come to you, Gabby. I say, yeah. help. I'm on my knees. Please save me. <laughs> what do you do? How do I just become this maestro? Yeah. So, again, I would bring it back to taking small steps to create something. I would have to know more about like, what are you passionate about? What are your skills, your your passion? What what are you doing now? Are you? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll paint the picture. You... I'll, I'll paint the picture. So, 
Uh, I'm okay. going to use a, a different version of me. Say, say okay. I, I need help. Um, I, Gabby, I traveled all over the world as a kid. My dad is a diplomat. I kind of just, you know, had this, this thing in me since I was sixth grade, 10, 11, wanted to make an impact, but didn't quite know what I could do. I know I'm good at connecting across cultures and talking to people and being anywhere in the world. I know I like to talk. Um, and I have aspirations of doing something in media, but, but what can I do? I mean, online media is changing. Where can I start? Yeah. It's always changing. So I love video. I would recommend to try creating videos. That's the thing is like anything I recommend, anything I encourage you to, to try out, you got to just try it and then feel, feel how it, how it works or doesn't work. Like, I wish that I could be a comedy star on YouTube. I tried to incorporate some humor into my videos and like into my social media. And every time I do it, it falls flat. So this is something it's like, you got, you got to try it. And I mean, it's so frustrating when this happens, but instead of being like, Oh my God, I'm a failure. Nobody understands. Just like take that and be like, okay, well maybe like for me, Maybe I should stick with my kind of tutorial style. Like, this is how you do this. And it's not that I'm so serious, but I'm also not trying to, like, be sarcastic or, you know, make people crack up. Because, honestly, when you're talking to people all over the world, like, with English lessons, uh, culture and humor are, like, really different. So, back to you, though. You said, what what should I do? If you're interested in, um, it sounds like maybe showing the different places you've traveled or talking about your experiences in different culture. I guess I would, I would think about what is that goal? I mean, not to be, not to be famous. That might be a goal, but like, what do you want to help people with? What is that goal? Do you want to help people laugh? Do you want to entertain or do you want to like show people how to do a skill or do you want to, I don't know, like could be, a number of different things you want <laughs> I, to do. I, I, I'll help you out here. So the yeah. whole goal, uh, if I'm taking myself out of this imaginary guy that, that happens to share my name, is <laughs> the whole goal is to help build the next set of global leaders. Uh, and to do that, you know, effectively, I feel like one needs to understand how to communicate across cultures. We live in a global and digital world. Not many people are global and digital. And there are many nuances um, that people, I feel like, need to pick up on as we become increasingly globalized. So yeah, you know, the whole goal is to, to, to help inspire and build the next set of global leaders while changing people's opinions on inequalities, things from gender equality to the racism and all the isms. So that's yeah. kind of what the platform is an education platform as well as a teaching tool. I love that. I think that you can do so much through, through your interviews and also through telling stories. Stories. I'm sure that you've experienced so much in, in your life and, you know, you're, you're young, but if you could, you know, create more audio or even video telling your stories, that would be really interesting, I think, for people to be able to live vicariously through your experiences. You know, a lot of people think we take it for granted when we, you know, you and I, we can travel easily and we've lived in different countries, but a lot of people are not able to, to leave their city or their, their village or, you know, wherever they are. And so the Internet is an amazing tool where they can hear stories about what it's like to live in like five different countries or, you know, speak different languages or connect with different people when you travel. 
travel. So just storytelling, even if that event has already passed, right, you could tell a story about it. Or if you are currently traveling, you could take some video as you go and like actually show visually what it's like to travel. And I think for, for everyone, it's a trial and error. It's a series of creating things um, shipping that thing. So, you know, putting it out there, even if it's not perfect, I think there's a certain balance of quality versus just getting it out there and seeing how it, how it's, um, how can I say, like how people react to it, because you can create something and you think it's awesome, but like, if nobody really appreciates it or you don't get people's feedback, you're kind of stuck. So for me, it's always, a constant evolution with my audience. And I know people ask me all the time, like, what if I don't have an audience of, you know, 230,000 people subscribed to me? That's when you, in the, especially in the beginning, you know, you got to get out there and share whatever it is you made. You make it and then you're like, hey, friends, please listen to this. Give me your feedback. Or, you know, you email your current students or you um, reach out to past colleagues and you're like, hey, I'm doing this creative project. I think you might be interested. Take a listen or take a look. So it's I wish that I had like an exact blueprint or a checklist, like do these exact things. Um, but it's not just having this massive audience online, but your audience is also the people who are around every day. I and mean, you if you leave your house and talk to people, if you talk to people on the phone, that's that's where you can start. Like ask your friends or your family, like, hey, what what do you think is different? Like what could I help people with? Or, you know, if that feels awkward, you can do um there's like these these anonymous survey things. I think um I used one through the site called Reach360. I found it really interesting. It's like a free thing you can do, sort of like um, the personality test that you can take out there. I mean, I think those are a great place to start if you're just feeling like, I have no clue what I'm good at or what's unique about me. Just start with where you are. Start with the people around you. I think you can get a lot of good clues. You, you could even post on Facebook like, hey, guys, you know, if you have some Facebook friends, ask people, like, what are three unique things about me? And maybe people will comment and tell you something. Um, first of all, that's great. I really, really, really uh, uh, agree with everything you said. It's it's just a matter of trial and error, being willing to put yourself out there, being willing to to do the hard work. And a lot of things come from being um, understanding who you are, being incredibly self-aware. Uh, self-aware and knowing how to tell the right stories. You know, master storyteller Michael Mogoli says, only when people can locate themselves in your narrative will they participate in your story. And, yeah, and absolutely. It, yeah, and it's all about being, um, uh, you know, someone that people can relate to. Whether they're living vicariously through you, they have to build that trust and establish, like, I can see myself doing that too. Um, but I, I do also love the idea of that self-awareness. I brought it up earlier. A lot of the great speakers, a lot of the great talkers, great entrepreneurs always talk about a great sense of who they are. That way they yeah. know what their strengths are. They know how to focus on that. And they know how to position themselves where their strengths are being highlighted more or their strengths are being leveraged more. So great points. Great points. Thank you. As we're, as we're getting ready to wrap up here, I, I want to kind of just um, round off here by having you share lessons you've learned from communicating across cultures. What are the things that you, that you have learned 
and what tips can you share? Oh man, what a great question. Um, wow. I think that just being observant goes a long way. So, you know, before I go out and try to you know, say what I'm all about, I'll, I'll, if, if I'm face to face, if I'm traveling, you know, I'll really try to observe how are people communicating and, um, how can I make, how can I express myself in a way that's going to be, uh, understood, you know, in, in that, that country, that culture where I'm traveling. Um, I mean, it's interesting thinking about different forms of communication. I think verbal communication is a small fraction of the way we communicate. And so I try to really be aware of like visually, you know, like, um, how you present yourself, your, your gestures, your facial expression, the clothing that you wear. Um, I, I'll share a little story. It's kind of, I think it's funny. I don't know. English learner emailed me, you know, in, in response to my lessons on YouTube. And I think he's, he was from somewhere in the Middle East. I'm not sure exactly what country, but he said, Hey, you know, could you please, cover up, could you please wear like a hajib or a, a burqa or something in your videos? And if you're going to speak English with people from all over the world, you're going to have to be, you know, okay with seeing women like showing their hair and stuff. But on, on the other hand, I do try to be a little bit more conservative than I might be if I was just teaching English, you know, to Brazilian students, for example, where it's like I go to Brazil and it's it's – for me, it seems more, you know, acceptable to show like your your arms, your shoulders, like whatever. So just being aware of all the different ways that we communicate—that's um, something that I'm trying to, I've I've tried to be more um, just aware of. Well, I mean, I, I do think there's definitely understanding a cultural lens is something that that is uh, is very very necessary. I'm actually doing a series with uh, Andy Malinsky where we're going through 10 countries and the cultural codes. He's painstakingly gone through 10 cultures and dissected the cultural codes. Now, this is by no means the be-all, end-all. You know, I, I read this, I listen to this, I can now live here. But it's more of a lens to see each culture and kind of understand the nuances. And I, I do think it's important to arm yourself with those nuances before going into different cultures, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so then what's next for you? What's next for you as, as you know, where can people find you and what's the big thing that you're working on? Yeah. Uh, well, if you want to see what I'm doing with English teaching, my website and my YouTube channel are called Go Natural English. And as I grow that, I, I'm getting a lot of questions from people who would like to also work online, teach online, build businesses, build YouTube channels. So I'm really open and excited to mentoring people with that. And you can find out more about the behind the scenes at GabbyWallace.com. Um, and yeah, I just want to say it's been a really interesting conversation with you. I mean, I, I don't often get to talk about, you know, cross-cultural communication and travel and like all these things that, that affect our, our lives as like multicultural people. And, and this has been really awesome. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Oh, absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Uh, but you know, I can't, you know, I can't let you go <laughs> actually asking you this question. I asked all, all my, uh, my listeners this question and it's my mission statement. Use your difference to make a difference. So mm. Gabby, 
how do you use your difference to make a difference? Ooh, I like that. Um, so my difference, man, I love presenting on video. I think that's one of my one of my strong points. I the last couple of days, I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and record. And I, I did 20 videos in a couple of days, which is kind of a lot. Um, I also just, I, I'm really passionate about communication. I think that's something that I've identified as a difference. Um, I guess I'm, I'm telling you my, my strengths, but, you know, also I think my strengths, they come from weaknesses too. Like I, I love speaking in public, but I get kind of freaked out. I get nervous. So being on video for me is awesome because it's just me and the camera. So it's like when you when you do find something that freaks you out, like, yeah, sometimes it's good to push through that and do it. Like, yeah, I did a TEDx talk. That was amazing. But, yeah, if you find something that's like, oh, I just I feel really nervous with that, maybe that will lead you to something else. Like, like for me, public speaking, nah, maybe not. Let's do videos. Like, yeah, just um, just keep going. Just keep pushing through. What, what would it take for you to get your voice out there? That's uh, – that's a question to think about. Absolutely. Love it, love it, love it. And that's a great way to use your difference to make a difference. But um, we will be checking uh, your website out and we'll be making sure everything is in the show notes. But I do want to thank you for spending time and uh, letting us know a little bit more about yourself, why you do what you do, and where people can find you. It's, uh, it's incredible. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Kyle. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.